This is the chop up, trying to get chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. So today is quarantine Tuesday. You know, yes, America sir. is still on the lockdown, waiting on the apocalypse to happen. The orange <laughs> man is still right. on his on his stuff. But listen, though, he was lost in the sauce and signs denial, but now he's coming back around. It's your boy, George Lee, a.k.a. Consciously. Don't forget the Lee. GeorgeLeeSpeaks.com. You know where you can find that merch in that book in there. You know who I'm with. It's your girl, Toya G, coming to y'all real quick uh, on this beautiful Tuesday night just to share some knowledge and some info with y'all about what ha- what's happening around us. Y'all know how we do. I'm feeling good, feeling great. Um, we in the middle of the summer. I've been teaching, been vibing, and now I'm ready to talk to y'all. So it just is, I'm happy to be here tonight. What's good, man? It's your boy, the political plug. We in this mug looking like the Brady Bunch. You know what I'm saying? New format. <laughs> but hey, it's all love. Just to chop up. Y'all know how we get down. You know what I'm saying? Back, glad to be back in the building. Y'all know what it is. And the other mystery square that is here, I want to go ahead and introduce this person. I'll let him share his voice with y'all in a second, but I do want to tell y'all a little bit about who this man here is. Streets. Joining us right here. Is, is a name that's been quoted, an organization that has been hyped and been um, centered and been just used as a great example of a lot of good things that we could be doing to further the missions, the goals, and the strategies that we have in our Black communities. Uh, everybody, this is Adam Jackson. Adam is the Chief Executive Officer of Leaders of a Beautiful Struggle, uh, housed and centered uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. I've uh, been working for a long time. Mr. Jackson is responsible for the management and oversight of the daily operations of the organization and the execution of... <laughs> to advance the public policy interest of black people in Baltimore through youth leadership, development, political advocacy, and autonomous intellectual innovation. As uh, a person who hails from Baltimore, very much anchored and centered in that community, doing a lot of work in the uh, surrounding areas and really building great networks with people all around this country. So uh, Adam Jackson, what's good to you? Mr. Smart Black Man right there. You see the ad at the bottom. What's up? Now, now, first of all, you need to, I appreciate that smooth ass intro. I really, I need to have you do my intros for everything. All my, all my friends, everything, son. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good, yo. <laughs> it's good to have you. It's good to have you. Um, we definitely uh, want to make sure that y'all realize that Adam is going to be here for a specific purpose, which is to chime in with the political chop, but also, you know, he's here with it. You know what I'm saying? Brilliant, creative. Uh, just a masterful individual in terms of explaining, breaking down and stuff like that. So he's going to be participating in a couple of different parts of the conversation. Uh, over to the political plug. Uh, you said you had a snap chop in mind. How are we going to open this up real quick before we get to the meat potato? I did. I did. I did. We do got a snap chop lined <laughs> up. Uh, and it's a very interesting thing that happened after we talked about intercommunal, uh, intra-communal violence in our last episode. In today's snap chop, I want to follow up on that and how niggas still don't seem to get it. Gilly the kid, Gilly the kid. Somebody posted some old information for those that don't know. Gilly is a rapper out of Philly, but he has he has a name now as a podcaster. You know what I'm saying? That's the new thing to do. It's the new thing to do instead of going over to reality TV like the niggas with the one hit wonders do. The niggas that got a little clout they start podcasts. You know what I'm saying? So hey. Gilly is now a podcaster. He's somebody who's signed by Spotify, has some influence. And was called out about making some statements about Black Lives Matter, where he said specifically, Black lives didn't matter to the nigga that shot me. <laughs> that was that was his, his reaction. Now, he came out and responded and said, that's old. That was some years ago. 
I support Black Lives Matter. But then again, began to reiterate the same tired, played out response to Black Lives Matter. And that is Black lives need to matter to Black people. Okay. George had a specific message for Gilly. You know what I'm saying? Let's get a preview of that message, bro. Hey, peep game, Gilly. You like acronyms? I like acronyms, man. You say game stand for guidance, attention. You say guidance, attention, motivation, and education. So peep game, man. I'm about to give you some game on intracommunal violence and how when you use your platform in the way that you use it, you allow for them same white folks, you know what I'm saying, that you be talking shit about, that you say you claim Black Lives Matter for, you allow for them to copy and paste your message and literally weaponize it against niggas like me and Adam. When we get invited somewhere and now we got to ask, what I'm saying, uh, rapper Gilly the Kid says that does Black Lives Matter when the black man shot him? What do you have to say about that? You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and you know, I'm going to get into more why that's a misnomer, but that's all I got to say about it. Now, yeah, stay tuned. Y'all know this nigga George is becoming uh, famous for calling <laughs> niggas out of <laughs> I wouldn't say famous, but, you know. You feel me? You're like, he's one of his more recent victims was Chef Robley. You feel me? Calling him out on his trans uh, phobia. I think that's what it was considered. On, uh, <laughs> that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, it, it's these celebrities is going to learn. Somebody got to hold niggas accountable. If you're going to put your, if you're going to put yourself on a pedestal, and say that you a voice for black people and you a voice for black people. If you niggas is, is sharing white supremacists, white nationalists, white racist, suburb mom talking points, you a problem. And we're gonna let you know that. You know what I'm saying? So George, you, you, you want to chime, chime in, Adam? Videos. I mean, my only my only chime in is uh again, and I, I think I use this quote, and I think this is a decent litmus test for a lot of how we navigate our perspectives, how we speak to ourselves, while how we speak to each other is you are usually running into trouble if a lot of your talking points are the same talking points as the same white people that you are attempting to delegitimize um, in other contexts or other areas of the conversation. So don't pull us a little bit closer and try to condescend to us in the same ways and using the same language, rhetoric and logic that white people use to condemn us and to subjugate us and to exclude us from the things that we need in the first place. And why, when I talk about the things that we need, I'm talking about the blatant ignorance for structural and social violence and how we got there in the first Like, when do we really really have those types of conversations or do we just pretend that niggas got gun factories and that they're making guns and passing them out and selling them at low, low prices? That's not how gun violence works. That's not how drugs work. That's not how the influx of drugs at least work, right? The introduction of it into our communities, into our capabilities, into what we thought or saw as a viable option for survivability in our communities. Thus, you know what I'm saying? Like, so let's, let's have the breakdown. And until you're doing that work, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing it with you. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole lot of my strategy for being like, yeah, I'm good. It's just like you sound like a white person. <laughs> Adam, let me let me frame it like for you like this specifically, because like George was saying, he making it harder on niggas like y'all. And now in, in context, what he's saying, y'all is like niggas who are out here actually engaging the motherfuckers that's actively pushing these narratives. So <laughs> in terms of being like as a nigga on the front line. When you see niggas that's supposed to be on your side speaking like that, what does that spark for you? Well, you know, you know what's interesting about it because you know there's a lot of black people that say stuff like that, uh, especially around uh, you know when you're doing like advocacy work, 
Because, you know, when you say when you start talking about police violence and you live in a black city, you know, all of us grew up in black cities and we know that the murder rates high. Black people usually kill each other, kill each other. There's intercommunal violence. But, you know, when you look at the stats in any other community, you know, intercommunal violence is pretty regular in America because everything is hyper segregated. And so when but when people say stuff like, you know, what about black people killing each other? The problem is, is that, well, there's not really too there's not too many conversations or opportunities to engage what it means for what, what things cause intercommunal violence to begin with. And I think that it's much easier to start with that because that's the trope, like you said, Toya, that's the trope that white people use. So at the end of the day, when we're all, when we're advocating for things to change that dynamic when, and when people are kind of using it as the rebuttal, at the end of the day, it's like, well, what are you putting in place to stop that from happening to begin with? And people aren't, and people don't want to have that conversation. People don't want to build structures. People don't want to build systems. People don't want to create programs. People want to just talk shit about black people yeah. because it's the best. It's the it's the most accessible anti-black. It's the easier, it's the easier conversation to have. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's it's like it, it, and until you can't be like, we got to do more. We got to think beyond this. And you can't. A lot of people will couple these conversations with, here's what you got to think about. Why are black people killed? Like like they said something profound, and it's like you still. This you just said some of the most elementary shit, right? And you sitting and you looking at us like, nigga, you just broke it down. Like, what? <laughs> it's oh, easy. To, it's but easy you, to be critical of black people. Go ahead, Adam. But you, but you do know what's what's interesting is that what I do think is important because those are black. I mean, that's how mo, that's how a lot of black people feel. And I think one of the shortcomings of what people are calling Black Lives Matter is that there are like grandmothers who like live in you know poor and working class communities. When they see those marches, like they're like, all right, I mean, I feel you. Like black people shouldn't get killed by police. I understand, but I'm saying though, like yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to live, and I'm and these Negroes is outside shooting. It's like I want to feel you, but how do I? And other black people our age, I feel the same way. So I think there's a response, but the response is that we, like you said, we didn't cause it. We didn't create the conditions. White supremacy did. So how do we disrupt the conditions so that way we can we can uh, fight back against that narrative. You feel and what I'm saying? And it's also important to remember that when we're talking about niggas, we, it's a lot of niggas. It's a lot of different types See? of niggas. Yeah, and so yeah. I think there we last time was the same niggas screaming Black Lives Matter. It's probably not the same niggas robbing you and do like we are. Yeah, it's not There could be some overlap. Mm-hmm. But there's some difference. So, yeah, yeah. My bad. No, say it's a it's a panoply of niggas. Hey. You know, <laughs> one of my favorite ones is a cornucopia. You know what I'm saying? It's a plethora of a, just, you gotta a bunch of niggas that always get bunched up, and then whatever <laughs> one in the bunch do, everybody got to be held accountable, responsible for everything. And I right. think that that's that to me. I think when it comes to the trope of the pathology of black on black crime. I feel like a lot of us don't really know the history of where the word come from and don't recognize that if you just did like a simple ass Google search, you know what I'm saying? Or just like, you know, really can just damn near Google search black on black crime. It's going to be a couple of things that, that tell you about intracommunal violence and about how if you live in the hood, you eat this, man. If, I, if I'm eating sleep for dinner, it's more than likely that I'm going to kill somebody that's next door to me because I'm not going to go across town to commit a crime because I'm broke. You feel that's me? it. That's it. And mm-hmm. I mean the way anti-blackness work. Before you get over there to commit the crime, you done be done. Call, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done anything wrong yet. They pulled you over before that because, like, nigga, you're not supposed to be. You ain't supposed to be up there anyway. Like, please call me real quick. 
What? Like, what's your name? I, I know everybody in this community. I ain't never seen you. Like, we, I've that. seen the videos. But look, and, and look, I, I'll say, I'll say this, and then we can move on to the political chop. Yeah. The the issue that I have with the way that people frame it in terms of Black Lives have to matter. So specifically, like what Gilly's saying, you know, Black Black Lives didn't matter to the nigga that shot me. Of course, that's true, right? Uh, yo, uh, at least your life didn't matter to that, that <laughs> to moment. that nigga. In that you moment. Feel me? But what needs to be understood is that there are advocacy groups that are in the streets responding to these types of violence as well. Yeah, Black right. Lives Matter is, is, is a specific movement that's a that's a that's more so has to do with the way institutions yeah, respond yeah, yeah. to black death. People are in communities getting their shit together. De uh what uh increase the like decrease the violence, increase the peace. The, yeah. They've been saying that since, the, since you know what I'm saying the 80s, it's the late 80s. You feel me? Like we've had Mothers against gun violence, kids against gun violence, yeah. grandparents, teachers against ceasefire. You know what I'm saying? When do you have them on your show? When like the many, the many Juneteenth block parties. That's where they raise money and where they where they talk to the community, where they attempt to bring the community together to 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 stop the bullshit. How many? Peace treaties between the Bloods and Crips out there been like niggas is doing this work. <laughs> you feel mm -hmm. me? Like I mean, we doing this work. So it's like so mm -hmm. like Miss uh, George is gonna get more into it. You feel me? What, like, yeah, we're saving, saving, saving the rest. You know so we, 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 we ain't gonna give up all the game. But, like, hey, niggas like Gilly, niggas with these platforms, watch y'all mouth when y'all talk about our people, bro. When y'all talking about black people, put some respect on our name, bro. Know what it is. You, feel me? you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that. Let's go ahead and get into that political chop to you.